Okay, well, that was a little more Andrew Wiggins and Minnesota Timberwolves talk than I was hoping for on this podcast. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's time we come and talk to talk about uh, quality NBA teams, and I love this move for the Nuggets. Yeah, it's signifying it's the end for the Thunder era the past decade, but, you know, it needed to happen in the 2020 second-round pick. None of the picks that came in that Clippers trade started until the 2021 draft, so I am Which excited about that. Beautiful. Yeah, so I think they got a good value for him. They saved, you know, what was it, $39 million in salary tax money. It was a necessary move. I don't think Jeremy Grant was going to be a part of the rebuild for them. So not a bad idea going forward. And I just – I can't say enough about that Jeremy Grant fit for the Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets that's awesome. are serious. That's awesome. They're trying to make moves. He can slash. He can catch loss. He looks good next was, to Jokic too. Yeah, and career high from three. And their whole team can shoot. The line, they can all shoot. Switch positions on D. He can – I mean, he's, he blocks shots. We all know that. I mean – doesn't really matter what Nuggets lineup it is. I think he can play in any one of them. Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, he can be he can be a small ball five and stretch the floor like crazy when Jokic, Jokic is on the bench. I mean, the the opportunities are kind of endless with him in the lineup. He's sort of a Swiss Army knife. Um, it was interesting to me though, just because I really thought I thought Grant could be a piece that they kind of keep around and sort of retool with a little bit. Um, but the fact that they were willing to deal him, and I'm thrilled we got a first-round pick back, but the fact that they were willing to deal him before, like this quick after the PG thing, before other guys that seem more likely to be moved, um, really just kind of emphasized to me how serious Presti is about the rebuild. And I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, it, it's time, you know. You got over a decade of runs at it. I mean, I, I think we were in the playoffs like what? seven or eight of the last 11 years at least, there's you, – you can't complain if you're a Thunder fan. But, I mean, Thunder fans will. Thunder fans are already burning PG jerseys and crying and complaining. That's ridiculous. And yeah, yeah. I mean, give, give us a little scoop here on Thunder fans because, I mean, as a whole – and the Thunder are not my number one team. The Suns are. I'll, I'll put that out there right now. I know it's awful. It's sad. But the Suns have always been my team. They always will be. But the Thunder are right there at number two. And you and I are not indicative of all Thunder fans because, man, we have just – Thunder fans have just been getting shit on just – but kind of rightfully so. You know, how NBA do you feel Twitter. about it? Yeah, how do you feel? Take it easy on us. No, uh, in all reality, a lot of people in Oklahoma do not care at, at all about basketball. It's Boomer Sooner. It's Go Pokes. It's high school football. Yeah. It's Baker Mayfield. Come on, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. But once the Thunder came here, that's when people started to watch basketball in Oklahoma. And it's the city has embraced the Thunder, but that doesn't mean they're watching every other team every night on League Pass or they're watching, you know, every primetime NBA game on ESPN, ABC, whatever it is. So I don't think I'm I am generalizing, but a lot of the people you see on the internet, on Twitter and Instagram comments, that is not the best representation of what Thunder Nation is. And it really shows with this move. Everyone just everyone thinks Russ is invincible. People are saying don't trade him still, but they just don't understand how how are they not tired of three straight first round exits? You tell me. Because and then every oh. every single one of these dudes 
They're like, oh, Steven Adams looks like Cal Drogo. We got to keep him around. Like, I, I'm just, I'm tired. Yeah, Let's there, there are legitimately Thunder fans that think we haven't traded Steven Adams yet because he's such a great player and valuable asset to the team. <laughs> like, they have no clue that the only reason we can't move him is because he's on such a bad contract. Like, it's, it's sad. And no, it's not indicative of all Thunder fans. But, I mean, man, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that have almost driven me from being a Thunder fan, you know? It's just like it's, – it's the reason I became so anti-Westbrook partially. It's because everyone is just so blindly like – I mean, you could lock mm-hmm. – some of these Thunder fans, you could go stick them in a room with Russell Westbrook and Jesus and put one bullet in the gun and say, shoot somebody, and they'll go shoot Jesus. Like, it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, I mean, there are people that think he is legitimately the best player in the NBA. And, I mean, people are hashtagging, we stand with Russ – you know, we believe in Russ and all this stuff. And I'm just like, have you not watched anything the last 11 years? Or have you just been so blindly faithful and loyal to this team that you don't understand what a good point guard actually looks like because you only watch the Thunder every night? Like, I, I, I don't get I mean, it. it it's, it's unfathomable to me that some people can actually think that's good basketball. Like, I mean, there could be a playoff game where he goes 7 for 35 with 12 turnovers. And people are, like, hashtagging after the game, can't believe the ref screwed us over and we didn't win that one. It's not your fault, Russ. You did all you could. Hashtag we stand with Russ. Hashtag, like, it's just, like, it's unreal. Like, I have to get off Twitter sometimes. I have to mute and unfollow people because I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. And I'm so glad I don't have to deal with this anymore. That's my favorite part about this whole Westbrook on the trade block thing. People like us finally get to free ourselves of the burden that has been Russell Westbrook for the last decade. I mean, I was a KD guy. I'm not going to lie. I was a big KD guy just because I thought he was the one who was going to take us to a championship. And I think kind of rightfully so. You know, I never saw I never saw Westbrook winning a ring as the face of a franchise. I just he's not that kind of player. And he but he thinks he is. And that's that's just kind of the problem for me. But, yeah, I mean, Thunder fans have just been getting absolutely destroyed. That they're, Every podcast I listen to, it seems like they got to touch on it. And, I mean, we're getting called crybabies and a lot of stuff and saying we were spoiled, you know. And, yeah, we were spoiled with really good teams for a long time. And, yes, there are a lot of crybabies. But, I mean, it's going to be a 30 for 30 about one of the most talented teams ever we had and we never got a ring out of it. So I see both sides of it. And yes, the blindly faithful Thunder fans drive me crazy. So I get that as well. Like we've been going still. Okay. All right. So uh, enough Thunder talk here, you know, kind of mentioned KD for a second. Um, Obviously we saw the number change, um, changing a number seven. I don't, I don't even want to say anything on it. Um, I, I bash Katie enough for leaving. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so what made me think of this was the fact that both KD and LeBron are switching numbers this season. And it's just, it's been hiding at the back of my head for so long how Katie has always wanted to be LeBron. I agree. I definitely agree with that. You know, let me... Let me run, spitball through this list for you. Okay, so both KD and LeBron stayed in a city that embraced them and got very close to winning a title. Neither okay. one of them won with that team. Right. Then both KD and LeBron helped to manufacture two of the best super teams we've ever seen. I mean, 
LeBron started the first big three. Bosh, Wade, Braun. Yeah, yeah. KD left, went out, joined two of the best shooters of all time to make probably the best shooting of all time. And then you know what happened after that? LeBron won two titles. KD won two titles. True. And then they true. left. Yeah. And and then they left. And then right after that, both of them, it seems like basketball is taking the backseat a little bit. They're shifting their focus completely to building their empires, becoming media moguls. LeBron and Rich Paul are teaming up, joining forces, creating this huge brand in Clutch Sports, right. doing all the barbershop stuff. And then you see KD and Rich Kleiman hopping on Alaska Airlines. They create the boardroom. It's like every little thing LeBron does, KD has to do exactly Yeah, that. I thought the exact same thing with the boardroom. Like, come on now. Come on. Yeah. And then where it really gets crazy, LeBron got a ring with Kyrie. And then, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't and even what, think what about next? that. <laughs> Katie, Katie followed Kyrie to get a ring. And then he's going to have three rings, and he's going to uh, have just as many as LeBron. I, I wouldn't count that chicken. You know, I, I wouldn't uh, – yeah, I wouldn't bank on that yet. Um, that, that egg still uh, – that chicken hadn't come out of the egg yet. You know, that, that's still waiting to hatch. I don't know if they're going to get a ring there. You, you don't think it's possible? I think it's very possible, but I don't feel as good about it after the whole AD LeBron and Kawhi PG thing. I mean, uh, I don't know if I like that team fully healthy with KD back to beat either of those LA teams. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but I don't. I wouldn't give him a ring just yet. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. The Clippers and the Lakers really do have a leg up on the Nets as far as I think. But lastly, both left their super teams after losing to Kawhi. I don't think that can go without saying. At the end of the day, our conversation might be completely different. It might not be, was LeBron the greatest ever? Uh, it might be, is Kawhi the greatest ever since MJ? Yeah, I mean, I... LeBron's never touching MJ, but I think it could actually be Kawhi at the end of the day. These guys LeBron's are, these never guys touching going... MJ. Don't say that too loud. You're these piss guys some are going off. for the same number of rings. Like, their careers are fairly young. I, I really think LeBron is going to be a leg below KD and Kawhi. No, at the end of his no, I don't think maybe not KD, LeBron, but Kawhi. I think, the rate he's going. I don't think KD will ever surpass LeBron just because of all the things you just said. And I think the main thing that comes with that is, you know, they both went and made their quote unquote super teams. KD didn't make that super team. I mean, yes, D Wade was in Miami, but LeBron was the catalyst behind that. Without LeBron, you don't get Chris Bosh. That doesn't happen. You know, LeBron made. Miami and that super team, KD didn't do shit for Golden State. He didn't initiate that. He was no catalyst. All he did was jump on a team that was already arguably one of the best ever and solidified them as possibly the best ever. I mean, that, that, that to me is why KD will never surpass LeBron because in my book, and I know it's, it's slightly jaded because I'm a Thunder fan, but in my book, the amount of difficulty and the amount of merit that those rings deserve – doesn't even come close to LeBron's in Miami. Just just my opinion. Um, I know a lot of people disagree. Um, I actually added, uh, you know, Rob Perez Worldwide Wobble on Twitter one day and asked him how I felt about it because, you know, we were all just talking thunder, arguing about it. And he said he thought it was the same thing as LeBron's move. I completely disagree. I know a lot of other people disagree, but I just – I don't see – 
I don't see KD surpassing LeBron ever. Um, Kawhi, though, I see that. And I think, I think that could very well happen. But, you know, I'm speaking of Kyrie also, you know, I'm sure you heard that Kyrie was one of Kawhi's potential partners. And that, that is really kind of puzzling to me because now we know he reached out to KD. He also reached out to Kyrie. Um, who else, you know, how far down the list was PG? Do you think, you think PG was like number three or do you think he hit up five, six other guys and they're like, ah, no, nah, you know, I'm good. Like if it's me, I'm jumping out of my shoes to go play with Kawhi. But you know, I, I, I don't know. Everyone's different. I mean, I think Kyrie wanted to kind of be in Brooklyn with KD a lot for the fashion stuff and a lot more than just basketball, you know, like you were talking about being kind of media moguls and stuff. That's, I think that factored in a lot, but you know, what do you think about that? What, who else do you think Kawhi could have possibly tried to pull into this? Well, first off, I want to point out that Kawhi is well on his way to eclipsing the LeBron James. He's uh, already a much better GM. How long did it take LeBron to get Anthony Davis yeah, to L.A.? Kawhi, Kawhi's GM skills are well above LeBron. I will definitely Kawhi got Paul that. George. Kawhi got Paul George to the Clippers in less than a week. And he wasn't so, even a free agent. <laughs> or one week. Yeah, he wasn't even a free agent. So, Kawhi, you're well on your way. You're about to beat LeBron in L.A. this year. So, get another ring. Bam, end of story. 20, what is he going to be, 28? Three rings? Same as LeBron? Yeah, he could He could probably hit four or five before 30 if if things go according to plan and he stays healthy. Um, I don't, so, no doubter. I don't know about – health-wise, though, the only thing is, you know, LeBron's been – he's taking care of his body, obviously. He deserves credit for that, but he's been freakishly blessed. He's never he's never had an ACL, you know, anything like that. He's never had a serious injury like Kawhi has, and it just kind of makes me wonder, will Kawhi be able to put anywhere close to as many miles on his body as LeBron has and be able to play as long, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi kind of stays on this load management stuff and – is kind of banged up off and on throughout his career, but plays through it because, I mean, he's he's a tank. You could see he was hurt in the playoffs and just played through it. I could see Kawhi retiring at like 33 or 34, you know, and I think LeBron is going to play till nearly 40 and is going to have the chance to stack up the stats, accolades, and rings for another while. But, I mean, enough of that talk. You can only get so far with the hypotheticals in the future with LeBron and Kawhi. We'll see when we get there. I guess that's that's – all we can say um no no wild card names that you think Kawhi was calling just someone wild that you think like Giannis or anyone like that you think he tried anything just Jokic maybe like telling the Nuggets like hey you know similar to what he with PG like get hold him hostage you know get him to get him to flip you for some picks come over to LA with me let's go let's go win four rings you think anything like that yeah, no, uh, he was probably hitting up Gordon Hayward trying to see if they could game on the PC, you know, after they catch a dub. I think Kawhi strictly plays Microsoft Office, but. <laughs> oh, did you see that video of uh, Steve Ballmer and yes. Bill Gates dancing on the yes. stage? I, uh, oh, my. I I wasn't sure if that was real or not, but that was 100% real. I I couldn't believe that. That was Whew, the Clippers should just play that as their new hype video. I feel like Kawhi would have been Easily. perfect on the stage out there dancing with them, just kind of like hitting an awkward robot or something. I feel like that's just – I love the Kawhi-Steve Ballmer connection. Like that – perfect. Like that that's a match made in heaven. Like I'm so happy with how this ended up, and I'm a Thunder fan that just lost Paul George. Like I, I could not be happier with the state of the NBA right now. 
yeah, I don't even care. I just I just like watching good basketball. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, the game cycles around so much. It's uh it's finally time to see the non super team era. Yeah, I completely agree. I I love it. It's like, you know, it's like a horse race. You know, like there's a couple favorites, but any of those horses out there could win darn near like I mean, count a couple out. You know, like we, we've got the we've got the Suns and Cavs and Hornets and some teams just limping in the back. Like they're a three-legged horse. You know, no one's gonna fucking bet on them. But yeah, you know, they're they're hopping. Yeah, like people aren't even they're, they're not even gonna make it out of the gate. They probably had to be put down before they could even get to the starting line. So it, someone kicked them in their blinders. Yeah, it's not quite a thirty-team race. It's it's like a twenty-team race. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the East is wide open. The West is wide open. I mean, you've obviously got the LA teams who are going to be favored pretty heavily at the top of the west but it's just the super team era is over and i love it i love it um oh shout out Kawhi, man yeah we love you i i couldn't be happier thank you for not teaming up with lebron and just ruining the nba thank you thank you thank you um so as we're still on um some nba talk here let's talk a little summer league um i've got a few guys i really really like is there is there anything you've been seeing anyone um Anything jumping out at you so far? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, my boy, Kobe White, I think he is going to be the best point guard in this draft class. Mm. Easily. Go on. Easily. Yeah, John Morant's all flashy and all, but I think he's going to end up more like a De'Aaron Fox than like a Dame Willard or a – you know, people are comparing him to Russell Westbrook. What do you, what do you mean by that, De'Aaron Fox? <laughs> Knocking my guy, De'Aaron Fox is going to be a stud. No, De'Aaron Fox is great, but I'd rather have a Dame Lillard. I, I want someone who can create their own shot. Who can? Oh my! He reminds me of Kyrie too, but he's like six five. And I know Darius Garland has been getting all the Kyrie comps, but I, from what I've seen from Kobe White, and I know it's summer league, but he doesn't lack confidence. People were really dogging him more than anything for his decision-making, but from what I've seen in the summer, he can create. Decision-making will come. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I love him in transition, and the decision-making, like when you're at North Carolina and there's that many possessions and you're playing that fast and you're putting up nearly 100 points a game in college, yeah, you're going to have some turnovers. It it just happens, you know, especially when you're that good of a player that has the ball in your hands that much, you're going to have some turnovers. I get that. There's going to be some questionable decisions. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see his ceiling being up there with guys like Garland and Jaw. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Jaw supporter by any means. I'm. I'm still not entirely sold on him. I think he's a freak athlete and great potential. But I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't know if he'll necessarily ever be an All Star. Or you know, I don't think he'll be a perennial All Star. I think he'll be solid. But I, I don't know about much more than that. Garland is a complete wild card. I mean, I. I'm pulling for Garland just from the fact that we met his brother when we were buying shoes a couple, when was that, like a year and a half ago. We're in Nashville visiting our buddy, yeah. just nah, looking at some shoes ago. and running into Darius Garland's brother and ended up talking hoops with him for like 30 minutes. It was pretty cool. Um, but I, I think Garland, if I'm a GM, I'd rather have Garland than Kobe White. And I know that's that's very questionable because there's not a whole lot of Garland to see so far. But I mean, Kobe White, his shot's okay. I like him in transition. He's okay on defense. He's a solid athlete. But, like, is he going to be the face of my franchise? Is is he the guy that I want leading a playoff push as my dominant ball handler? 
I don't know. I mean, it, it's early, but I don't know. I'll tell you why, okay? Ja, he's got the potential. He's He doesn't have the same size as Kobe White. Kobe White's 6'5". That is true. He's got... He's got very good size for a point guard in the NBA. He's a damn good – he's a walking bucket, dude. He can get his shot any moment. He can – I was watching him pull these step backs. He's constantly going behind the back, changing pace on defenders. He's going to score just as much as those other guys will. And he's going he's gonna to get up there and assist too. Like He's probably going to have like seven, eight a game up in his prime. I mean, he could even eclipse that. But let me tell you. He broke James on Curry's North Carolina high school scoring record. If that doesn't say enough to you. James on Curry was my boy. James on Curry was the man. That's um, it right there. He's breaking Carolina records. You know, Ingram was up there. Yeah. MJ was up there. I, I mean, I There's think so many I good think a players lot of that is partially just because he was so big and such a freak athlete. And I think that only gets you so far in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be – I don't think we're going to be wowed by him just because he's so big and fast like he was in college. Like, he gets out in transition, and I'm like, yeah, that that looks pretty solid. But sometimes I'm watching him, and I'm just like, I just don't know if this guy has it. Like, I don't know if he has the big it factor that's just like, he's an all-star. I want him, like, making a playoff push. Like, he is the guy that I want to have the ball last few minutes of the game. I don't know if that's ever going to be him. I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. He's going to get there. He's – he plays by far the best defense of those three. He's the biggest. You should have seen Seth Greenberg. He was getting a boner watching <laughs> Kobe White play. It was ridiculous. He's like, look at him. That's your young point guard that you just took. He's calling out screen. I love Seth he's, Greenberg. He's talking like Draymond Green out there. I mean, that is what you need. He's, he's got the size to develop into a really good one-on-one perimeter defender. And he's already showing this type of leadership, playing team defense. I mean, the Suns should have taken him. Can you believe they traded from six to eleven to take the second best North Carolina player? To be honest, they, they completely, completely screwed that one up. Kobe White. Kobe White was their Kobe guy. Kobe White was easily. the only guy up there that I really wasn't sold on. You know, if we would even if we would have gone Clark at six, I would have been happy. By the way, Clark going twenty one is just asinine. He, there's no reason that man should have fallen into the twenties. Shout out to Memphis. I think they might have got a better pick in Brandon Clark than they will in John Morant. Um, but we'll see. John Morant. John Morant. Um, <laughs> Morant, Morant, however you want to say it. Um, I, I I don't love Kobe White. I mean, we'll see. Um, Cam Johnson, yeah, that, that was an asinine pick. I think he'll be good. I love the shooting. I like his length. But, like, a 23-year-old in the lottery, is, that's ridiculous. But I'm I'm okay. kind of glad the Suns didn't They passed take up Kobe, Kobe White. White. I I'm completely fine with that, man. I'm completely fine with that. That is one son's decision I will back. One of the few ones. Um, some, oh. some guys that I've... Wow, you sound like a Suns fan. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I might be. Um, yeah, almost like a lifelong one. Um, RJ, dude, RJ is looking rough. I mean, he's been getting dogged, obviously, for shooting. And kind of rightfully so. It. I mean, I tried to watch him last night and against my sons and the... Uh, Man, he handed us the win. Iggy Brozdankis just went freaking nuts. He had a stellar game. I think he's going to be a big contributor for the Knicks this season. I think he's going to find himself some game. But uh, he outplayed RJ by a mile, and I think RJ was like four for nineteen somewhere in that ballpark. And he RJ's starting to look a lot more like Russell Westbrook to me. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say, what if Russell Westbrook gets traded to the New York Knicks? I would pay money to watch. I'll pay extra money on my cable subscription to watch how many bricks those dudes lay oh, every it, single night. It'll be miraculous. But Dolan, oh my. I think he would. Dolan would think it's awesome. We've got these big athletic ball handlers who can just completely dominate a game. They play so hard, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I just think that's the most Dolan thing ever. I could – the Knicks make no sense. You know, logically, why would the Knicks ever com- just completely shoot themselves in the foot even more and bring in Russell Westbrook? But then again, you think about it and it's like, wait, why wouldn't the Knicks bring in Russell Westbrook? What What has Dolan done that's ever made sense or been a good move? Like, this is the most Knicks thing they could do. Um Okay, enough Westbrook. What, give your last thought on that, and then I, I want to just, like, mute Russell Westbrook for the rest of this conversation. I mean, I was I was really trying to defend RJ coming into the draft. Me too. Me too. I, I was so hopeful he would be better than John Moran. I may or may not have been invested in that. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, it's just the summer league. It's been, like, two, three games, but all of the – all of the weaknesses are glaring right it's, from the get-go. It's bad. I mean, and if you're seeing it in the summer league, whoo, I am petrified it's, for him to take the court, probably starting for the Knicks. His shots aren't even close. They look like me playing pickup they're, after, like, three games when I have no legs under me. Yeah, they're not good. Um, and I don't understand that because coming out of high school, you know, he wasn't getting knocked for a shooting, and, at Duke, I mean, at times he looked like a pretty solid shooter, but toward the end of the year, man, he was just throwing up bricks. And especially yeah. when Zion went out, I mean, his numbers went up and he looked better, but there were times where they didn't really have anyone else to go get their own shot, and he was settling for a lot of pull-ups. And that, I mean, yeah, it. like you were saying, I think somebody playing pickup looks about like he does when he's pulling up sometimes, so – yeah, I, I I hope for the sake of the Knicks and R.J. Barrett, he turns out to be the prospect everyone had hoped he'd be coming into college, and I think that's still a good possibility. Um, some other guys, Clark looked really good, like I'd mentioned. Um, some other guys who looked great, Gary Trent. Gary Trent just went bonkers last night. Um, barely missed a shot, hit a bunch of threes, 30 points, just solid, solid game. Um, Anthony Simons played with him too, and – There's been some people that think he's going to make a big jump this year, and I think he's going to make a massive jump this year. I think he's going to – I think he's close to being kind of like the sidekick to Damon CJ. I think he could be – man, I don't want to say six-man-of-the-year conversation, but I think he's close. I think he's a year or two away from being being a six-man-of-the-year caliber player. I think he can fill it up like Lou Will. I mean, I think – He's no one. That's, no one got that's to, a little ambitious. I know it's a little ambitious, but no one got to see him in college. And the chances he's been given, the few games he played last season, um, I I very closely watched him. I think it was in their last game. Portland wasn't really wanting to win because playoff seating and stuff was on the line. And Simons just went bonkers. I was loving it because I'm pretty yeah. sure I was rooting for the Thunder to get matched up with Portland. I think and it, it stacked up just so that happened. And of course, I rooted for that. And then it wasn't even a close series, but uh. Yeah, Simons went nuts in that game, and it just seems like every chance he gets, he just he gets buckets, and I love it. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Guy who's young, uh, you know, as young as he can get, he should still be in college. So I, I'm rooting for him. I've been, um, I've been hearing they've been getting a lot of calls on him, and they're turning him down immediately. I would also turn them down, but I would also very quickly make a call and try and see what he's worth. But 
it, I mean, props to Portland's front office. That was that was a home run pick with him, and I think that will show this year. People just aren't really – he'll be a household name before too long, and people don't know it yet. Um, another guy who's about to be a household name this year, Lonnie Walker. That man, their game just finished not long ago. Um, he went nuts. I mean, I'm, I'm high on Lonnie Walker. I was coming out of the draft. I thought – he could be a Kawhi type replacement. I mean, I was completely wrong. There's no Those were the comps Kawhi. he was getting. That was ridiculous. Right, right. Um, they are ridiculous, but the intangibles are there, and the work ethic seems to be there, and the potential is there. I mean, I think he's just a year or two away from being a staple in the Spurs starting lineup that's a big contributor every night. I mean, I think he's a 25-5 and five guy, like 20 space, 5-5. Five, five. But I think, I think he could be that within a year or two. You, you agree yeah, with that? Or? I mean, it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he has next year. I, I, where do you think he'll fit into their starting lineup? I, I see the I potential. Don't, I don't necessarily know if he's going to start um, at the beginning of the season. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what the Spurs are doing here because they're kind of just stuck in, stuck in mediocre la-la land. Thunderland. You know? Yeah, they're, they're right there in Thunderland. You've got – you got DeRozan and Aldridge on these big contracts. They're aging stars who aren't even really stars anymore, honestly. And you're not going to make the playoffs. You've got some young assets. Like, you got DeJounte Murray coming back. Derek White was solid last season. But, like, are you a contender? Absolutely not. Are you even going to make the playoffs? Probably not. So, what are you doing? And that, that makes me believe they're going to make a move, maybe for us. Oh, oh, sorry, muted. Um. They might make a move, but I don't know where he fits in. I mean, I think he could play – he could probably start at, mm, start at the three for them. DeJounte Murray at the one, DeRozan at the two, him at the three. I think that could work. Yeah, no, I I don't think they have much of a ceiling, but I think he'll definitely be a good player. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Zaire Smith, I've seen him a little bit. I got to watch him a lot at Texas Tech. No one really knows the name because he didn't play at all last year and uh, really kind of came out of nowhere at Tech. But that guy is just a freak athlete, and he's going to contribute a lot for the Sixers this year. They lost a lot of their depth, and I think he's going to be playing at least 15 to 20 minutes off the bench, and I'm excited to see him. Uh, you got anything on him? Because I know, you, you know you're know, you a KU guy. I'm an Oklahoma State guy. We both got to watch him quite a bit in college. Yeah, no, I – I was shocked he got as few minutes as he did last year. It'll be interesting. Uh, he to was see, hurt but... for most of the year, I think. I think yeah. he was shut down for a good chunk of the beginning of the season. He he, he kind of scares me because he seemed just as quiet as Markel Fultz, which is not what the 76ers need again. I mean, have you ever seen him open his mouth? I mean, he, he speaks with his legs, but I've always noticed that. I don't know. I've never is. heard him talk. I don't think I've ever, I think I've maybe like a 30 second interview or two. Um, after the draft or after he got drafted, um, hurt him for a sec. But no, that's that's about it. But I like that. You know, there's there's so many guys that just want to be in the headlines, be talking to the media, and just me, me, me. A guy who just quietly goes about his business. I love it. I, that, you need as many of those guys in the locker room as you can get. And I don't think he's a Fultz guy. I think he's too much of a competitor. Just watching him at Tech and in the tournament and stuff. The guy's a dog, and I don't know if anyone ever really said Markel Fultz was a dog or just someone that, you know. It, and, I mean, we're knocking Fultz here, but I think that's really a lot of its health. Um, and you can't fault a guy for his health. So, enough Markel Fultz slander. Um, 
the last guy from the summer league I wanted to mention was Hammy Diallo. And that guy is going to get a big chance. He's going to get a big chance here with you-know-who being gone. Um, A lot more touches for him, a lot more minutes, especially if Roberson and, you know, some other guys in front of him that are going to play on the wing get moved. Um, Ferguson, Roberson, however they move those guys around, I assume one or both will be gone. You know, Hammy, Hammy's going to get 20 minutes probably at least a game next year. And he's looked good in the summer league. He's a freak athlete, you know, way over 40 inches on his vertical. I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch him. Very excited to watch him. Yeah, no, he's going to be exciting next to SGA with that Kentucky connection. I know they're already friends, so that'll kind of be cool to see them blossom together. I, th- I think he's definitely going to be a good player. Absolutely. Yeah, and I got one other guy. My boy, Svee Mikhailuk. Another I bonehead like move. I like Another it. Another bonehead move by Magic and Palinka. What was that? That was about his – that's going to be as dumb as the Zubach trade. I mean – See, Mikhailuk is exactly the type of player they could use right now. He's dead-eye shooter. He's 6'8". He's athletic. He's going to come around on the defense. You know, he could easily just sit there. He didn't have to play a whole lot this year, but they just did not need to trade him. He's an absolute knockdown shooter, and I think once LeBron is out of L.A., Steve Mikhailuk is going to be one of those players, you know, three, four, or five years into the league, he's going to be – putting up, you know, 16 a game or taking like six, seven to eight threes a night off your bench. He's going to be a really damn good player. I I don't know why they did that. That was a good pickup by the Pistons. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think he's going to contribute a lot. And he, I mean, he could help the Lakers. He's a shooter, you know. He's, they always, it just seems like LeBron always needs shooters around him. He could always use more shooters. You're going to have injuries. You know, I get you have Dudley and some guys like that, Quinn Cook, but the more shooting, the merrier. And I think he's his contract's next to nothing. Might as well keep yeah. him around, you know. Um, no reason I don't, to try to. I don't know about him getting 16 a night. He might. Um, but I, you I know, think – five years from now. He's yeah, still 21. I, I think he could be a great role player. I think he could absolutely be a guy that comes in and hits a few threes a night. You know, even at the very worst, he's someone like Nick Stauskas, you know. You give Nick Stauskas a few oh. minutes, and he might step in and hit three or four threes, and it's like, oh, shit, Nick's having one of those nights. All right, let's go let him get 25 real quick and then get his ass on the bench because he gets exposed on defense. But That's disrespectful. I mean, Nick, there are times where Nick Stauskas has some games, man. He has some games where he comes in and just lights out shooting, lights out. Um, <laughs> I've got the celebrity Jeez. softball game on in the background and J.R. Smith's up to bat, and I just – I can't stop laughing just thinking about J.R. Smith and LeBron. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that, that's about all I've got here on the Summer League. Um, any other guys? Spee, your last one. You got any others you want to hit on real quick? Yeah, nah. All right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our hot minute segment here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and give each other – we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. So 60-second running timer. Um, we're going to throw topics back and forth at each other and just – Real quick answers, first thing that comes to mind, and we're just going to see how far down the list we get here. Um, All right, so here we go, Peter. Uh, First topic I'm giving you, Women's World Cup. Oh, my gosh. Megan Rapinoe, is she more divisive than Donald Trump? (laughs) Gold Cup. Oh, how many times are we going to lose to Mexico in this thing? Christian Pulisic is the future, but I'm so sick of losing I th- we're definitely going to make the World Cup. That's all I got. Jabari, Jabari to the Hawks. Yeah, interesting fit. Two-year deal. Cheap. 
how is he going to fit in with Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, John Collins? That'll be interesting to see. Definitely. All right, you ready? Ready. Who besides Russ is on the move next? Kevin Love. Kevin Love is out the door. The man wants to be happy. How can you be happy in Cleveland, especially if you're not winning? All right, who you got? Way too early Super Bowl pick. Three words. Big Dick Nick. Give me the Jags, baby. Plus 3250, oh. 10 to win. 10 to win $325. $100 to win over three grand. Are you kidding me? Big Dick Nick, baby. Throw some money on him. First hot minute, my ass is on fire. Yeah, that was that hot. Was pretty good. That was hot. That was pretty damn I didn't, uh, good. I didn't get them out as quick as I wanted, but there's always next time. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll be there next week. So, uh, you got anything else? I don't really have anything else. Um, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, real quick, shout out to the Mavs. Um, didn't really love their offseason, but I love the pickup of DeLon Wright. He was a guy that I didn't think got enough love in free agency. Picked him up in a sign-and-trade, three years, $29 million. I think it's a bargain for him. Um, not sure if they'll start him or not, but I love him next to Luca. And then one other thing I got – no, nah, we're, we're going to save this one for next week. Um, got an NBA future bet I really like, but we'll, we'll save that one for next week on the next pod. Cash money. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of the ATM at the minute podcast brought to you by fan fuel sports jackson and i are going to keep these coming out to you as frequently as we can so if you like the show please give us five stars tell your friends come back and listen to us next time peace